So, hello and welcome to Small Screens Film Club, which is on London Fields Radio for the very first time. So I'd like to thank London Fields Radio for having us here. And you can, ha you can hear behind us the sounds of a cafe. It's because we are in a cafe in East London, near London Fields. And uh, so basically the premise behind this show is normally do one movie. This week we're going to try and do two movies a week. And um, so it's just basically we talk about a film much like you would in a book club. So the film this week is Alien Covenant to begin with. And then we'll try and do something on Mind Torn. So, Alien Covenant. You sure about this, Captain? How do you mean? I really don't know what the fuck's out there. My guest this week is Alessia. Hello. Say hi. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good, thank you. And we went to see Alien Covenant together. Yeah. Against my will. So it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting because I am a, I suppose you'd say, an aficionado on the Alien franchise. I've watched every single Alien movie. And you haven't. No. So we thought it might be quite an interesting way to, to view the movie from different points of view. So one person who's seen things, who's seen all the films, and I've seen all of them, I've sat through all of them, and one person who is completely new to the franchise, and see what, see what the, uh, the kind of outcome is. So Alien Covenant, let's just set the scene. It's uh, after the film Prometheus, which was Ridley Scott's return to the Alien franchise. And... Um, Basically, it's kind of forgotten a lot of what's happened in Prometheus. And um, it's now a couple of years afterwards. It's a new crew uh, of a new ship. And they're going to, they're basically terraforming. They're, co they're uh, colonizing new planets. And they're trying to get to a new planet, but they're rudely awakened halfway through their flight. And um, they, one of them dies pretty early on. Don't, the, see, don't say who. We we'll probably won't say who because it's a bit of a spoiler. Yeah. Just say, we'll just say it's one of the higher build actors in the in the piece. Probably one of the most well known actors. The one that you want to see in the movie. Yeah. But that that's that's definitely an alien trope. And basically, this means that they kind of have to rethink where they're going, and they get a distress signal, which is slightly linked to Prometheus, and it means that they they head course towards a new planet, and I can't remember the name of the new planet, <laughs> unfortunately. But um, so they head, head towards they head head towards a new planet, and a lot of a lot of the pe a lot of the people on board think it's a good idea, apart from Captain Waterstone's character Daniels, who rightly so is uh, rather scared of the whole thing and rather cautious. They don't know anything about this planet. Why haven't they seen this planet before? Apparently, it can hold sustain human life. And, and there um, is human life already. Yeah. They can hear well, something. you know, it's it's a mysterious planet. So yeah. what's on this planet? I think you've probably guessed what ends up on this planet. Mm -hmm. There are creatures that are, are not so nice yeah. and quite scary. Aliens. So, <laughs> <laughs> aliens, exactly. So that's basically the begin, the first kind of, I'd say, 20 minutes of the film, really. Probably a bit more, Yeah, actually, probably a bit yeah. more. But um, we'll, we'll, try, we'll try and keep spoilers to a minimum because I know there's a lot of people out there who probably haven't seen this film yet and who want to. But what we'll try and do is discuss the film in general and... Um, 
really just come up with, uh, these are our opinions on the film, yeah. and just discuss, discuss maybe the, where the franchise is going as a whole. Danger. The emergency destruct system is now activated. The ship will detonate in T-minus 10 so firstly, I'd like, I'd like to know, what did you think of the film, Alessia? Well, the thing is that even if I didn't watch the other ones, um, it's so famous what happens in the first Alien that it's difficult to kind of detach yourself. So I think it wasn't kind of like a new thing that we watched because I kind of was expecting almost everything that happens. Hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it does the job. The actors are really good. I think I thought that Daniels was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not my type of movie because I, I, I literally could tell almost everything that was happening. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 a well filmed movie. It's, well, it's enjoyable. It's, it's a Ridley Scott film. So Ridley Scott's come back to the to the uh, Alien franchise, and he he directed the very first Alien ever made, which. For me personally, is one of my favourite films. It's well, actually the film probably I watched, I've rewatched the most. Um, it scared me. I watched it when I was way too young. I was probably about 12 when I first watched that film, and it scared the living daylights out of me. Um, unfortunately, Leslie hasn't seen the first film. No, actually, um, I didn't want to see even this one because I thought I was going to be very scared. Well, but at the yeah. end, it, it, it's not very like it's not scary because well, you know so much about it already. You know how the alien is going to be. Because yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. I, th- I, I think they could have changed it a bit. I don't know. They could have changed it a bit, you know, and just make it more... Not, not necessarily new, yes, but also... A like bit fresher. Fresher, maybe scarier, actually. Cause it, yeah, yeah, it definitely... It, the, uh, so, it's an, interesting, it's an interesting point you bring up, because it is true. It is something we've definitely seen before. But it, it kind of stems from the very first Alien, which was actually very new for its time, and it's still, it's still kind of the high watermark for this type of film. So it's, it, it was one of the first films to really um, to, to show space and kind of it's all its grime. And it was a, the, the ship was a cargo ship and it was very old and everything was, was kind of used and, and not, it was not pretty. Whereas before that, we'd been used to quite kind of shiny spaceships and, you know, there was kind of the Star Wars franchise and before that, there was 2001 A Space Odyssey. And then, and then Alien kind of changed all of that. And then from that point on, now, whenever you think of um, space horror, it's very much in that vein. And it seems to me as if Alien Covenant and Prometheus is kind of stuck in, in almost like limbo. It's, Ridley Scott wants to, he, he wants to kind of explain everything that's gone on in the Alien franchise. But actually, all that mystery surrounding the original film, I personally don't really feel like I needed to know that much about how the aliens were created yeah. and um, it's interesting from your point of view because you're not a you know a fan of horror you, you don't want to see horror mo- horror movies no, not necessarily. Um, but this this film is it's not it's more it's more kind of more aligned actually with aliens which kind of turned the franchise into a um, into an action franchise and there's there are scary bits in the fi- in the film there are bits that make you jump Yes, but there are disgusting not, it's, bits. it's nothing new. It's like the same things that have make, made you jump in the first one. And I even, even, like, I didn't even watch the first one, but there's, like, some bits of the first one that are so famous. And it's kind of the same bits. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's how, how can you how can you make something that's genuinely new nowadays when everything that's been done has kind of been done? Well, sometimes you just have to change it. I mean, did, I mean, did we really need a new alien? Or maybe we could have had the same an alien, but just a new alien, kind of like a new creator. Well, the original creation is so iconic. It's an HR Giga um, design, which was unlike anything we'd seen before. And there's still there's still that kind of. If you see the alien, the, Zen, the it's called a, a, a xenomorph. If you see the the xenomorph just there, it's it's actually gives you quite a thrill to see it. And it and it's it's back in this film. It wasn't in Prometheus, and a lot of people got very annoyed about that because it wasn't really a prequel. It was, but it was kind of a, a prequel that ended up... Like Alien Covenant is the prequel that I think a lot of people wanted to see when Prometheus came out. And um, it's, it's seeing that... It's seeing having Ridley Scott back again, having the Xenomorph back again. It's kind of... It's retracing old ground. It's going over old things. And it's kind of... It's almost like fan service. And um, that, that is probably one of the biggest... Maybe... Maybe the biggest problems when you're talking about trying to make something new and original with the franchise, it's actually quite difficult to do because if you've watched all the films up until now, they've all done something very different. They're, a lot of them are terrible, so like Alien 3 is pretty bad. That was David Fincher who did that, and it's, it was a notoriously difficult shoot and um, with uh, studios getting involved and, and money, basically they, they ran out of money halfway through and you can kind of tell when you watch the film. And then they went, they, they went uh, to Alien, well, Alien 4, which I'm forgetting the actual name, I think it's, I can't remember now, but it was a French director. And that was very strange. It's very, very strange indeed. And um, it's just, I think now, that actually I would say that Alien Covenant is actually one of the better Alien films made since the original two, so the, well, the Alien and Aliens. I would, I would say so, but I, mean, I don't it's, think... It's not a bad movie. It's no. just a, It's watchable. If, yeah, if the thing is that I'm, I'm guessing if I wasn't really um, shocked or scared or mm. surprised by anything in that movie and I haven't watched any of them, I imagine that someone that actually did probably... I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I, would, I would personally say that one, one of the highlights for me though about Alien Alien Covenant was definitely Michael Fassbender who plays he plays yeah. two characters in this film he plays uh, David who is in Prometheus and um, Walter yeah and uh, Walter is it was it William? I think it was Walter okay <laughs> I think so I can't um, and uh, so he's he's a, a, well an android and a, the Alien franchise is quite famous for its uh, well its take on androids and um, they're all to do well I mean David is it's kind of how he has a whole kind of creationism complex. He wants to. Not only does he have a creation of, uh, creationism complex, but his creator did. So he constantly thinking about where he came from, and he wants to to make, I suppose, new the things. Perfect creator. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm trying not to spoil things. I think you probably just did then. But um, it, it's really it's really interesting to see an, act, an actor of his caliber get to kind of play around with. Basically, he's doing. He, he's. He's doing a, he's doing two very different characters in this film, and, they, and you really get you really get the sense of that. And uh, there's been talk there's, there's been a bit of, a bit of Oscar buzz around his performance. Now I really don't think that should be no. the case because it is it's a good performance in, in a kind of blockbustery type film. Um, and yeah. then you've also got Catherine Waterston, uh, Catherine Waterston, who's kind of taking on the Ridley role, the Ripley role, sorry. And she. I really like her in the in the central role. I think she's very good. 
And performance, performances-wise, the film's decent. I think the problem is the script. But saying that my first thing, the first thing that doesn't can't can't have an Oscar because of the type of movies, like saying that you couldn't see like Logan or movies no, yeah, like that right. having you, an Oscar. No, but you're definitely right. But I think that is that is how how the Academy will see this type of performance. Yeah, it I didn't is. even think about it. It would be a possibility for him to get exactly. an Oscar for that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not because it's bad. It's just because, and not e- not even because of the movie. It's just because it just that doesn't really happen. No, exactly. You're right. Yeah, I think I think you are right, and I think that is um, probably a, a bigger problem with the with the kind of whole Oscar thing. But um, I mean, that every every week on this on this show, I ask my guest, who is Alessia <laughs> this week, three a series of questions. So three questions. So let's start off with the first one, which is, how did this film make you feel? <laughs> Sick. No, that's, that's, a good, that's a good answer. A bit. It's a bit yeah. disgusting. There, there are some really gross-out scenes in, in this film, and yeah. actually, one of the problems with this film is, is I would say, is the trailer. Yeah, they I, I showed way too much in the trailer. The, the, the trailer showed almost all the gross-out movies <laughs> in the bit, and all, all the good scenes yeah. in the film are in this trailer. And it's actually, if you've watched the trailer, it kind of ruins it for you because you know what's coming next and it's not just because of this type of film it's because of the trailer you've watched before yeah and it's something that you said after but it's a bit difficult it. to not not watch the trailer i mean yeah. you want to watch it to, you want to, yeah, to know it's, what it's about, promoted yeah. absolutely everywhere i mean yeah. um, i think if if you are really interested in the alien franchise you probably have seen the trailer yeah but uh, if you can avoid seeing the trailer before going to watch the movie if you haven't seen it yet maybe avoid listening yeah <laughs> no 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 avoid the trailer i think i think that in the trailer there's more spoiler than in in the podcast no yeah I definitely think so there, there are certain scenes in there that are quite um, well you're talking about doing doing something new with, with the franchise there are some scenes that stylistically are very well shot but they're in the trailer and, and you kind of as I said before you know what's going to happen yeah and you're looking you're looking for something you're looking for you're looking to be shocked you're looking to that's what people go to these films for is to be scared and yeah it's not scary it's not scary unfortunately it kind of doesn't yeah and 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 Ridley was Ridley Scott was talking about really finding new ways to scare people but he's not I'm literally scared of everything and this is not scary and and I think I was listening I was listening to um to other people talk about it and 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 someone said something quite interesting that actually Ridley Scott is only as good as the script he's working from. So when, when he's working from a, a script like the original Alien or Blade Runner or, um, or re- more recently The Martian, he is brilliant. He's better than probably most directors in Hollywood working today. But when he's working from a poor or mediocre script, he's really quite... He can be quite bad. I'm not saying this film is bad. No. But he's delivered some really rubbish movies <laughs> in the past. And um, um, actually... More, most of those have come in his in the latter part of his career, which is really quite upsetting because he's created such incredible, I think, works of art. He's he's a he's an artist, really first and foremost. He really cares about how a film looks and the aesthetic of a movie. Yeah, this one looks really and, good. And this one looks really good, but you're hearing people say things in this film that you think, well, do people really talk that way? <laughs> the Billy Crudup's character talks a lot about religion. And there is a lot of kind of going back to religion and the. And well, the if you think about it, it's like, it's kind of like, it's like they're trying to colonize a new planet. Yeah. But they're clearly not as, you know, is is, it happens every time when there is a colonization kind of thing. The 
the most intelligent, the most strongest, and the the most powerful kind of population take the place of the weakest one, which we have done forever. Yeah. And basically, what what this film is showing is like we're probably not the the smartest and the toughest and whatever. So why should we be colonizing, you know, a planet where mm. that is populated by by horrible creature but they're clearly better than us yeah there's also another another problem i had i had with this this film was when they first came onto the planet they just go onto the planet in plain clothes with no kind of kind of breathing equipment or anything yeah but it's because because they the planet was perfect for yeah but you have you have absolutely no idea what's out there Uh, like if you think if you think now when when people go when when you're looking I don't know when some when you're going to a new area. A lot of people probably go in wearing hazmat suits, yeah. at least because you have no idea what's there. And of course, there's stuff on this planet. You mm. literally just stand on stuff, and then you know, tiny things can go anywhere, and then horrible things start to happen. Yeah, and it, that's what happened. Actually. Yeah, and, and and it's actually if you think about it, if you think, um, I suppose, going back to the roots of colonialization, um, they a lot of people that, for instance, when when we were going into areas in Australia Af- <laughs> Australia and Africa it's like the common cold was the, 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 the main source of, of you know death really people were dying from the common cold in these areas because yeah. they hadn't been they hadn't been exposed to this sort of climate before it is kind of the same thing really it is the same thing but you would have thought that by now humanity would have learned <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, but no. And that they would have taken precautions, especially if that's the type of mission they're doing. And they've got all these embryos on this ship. This ship has got it's got it's it's basically full of life. two thousand people. Yeah, two thousand embryos. And also some of some of the actions that some people. T- I mean, this is just typical kind of Hollywood movie. Really, it's like people do things that you really think would that would would a person a hu- real human being in that situation really do that? Really jeopardize two thousand lives on a ship? For, to save, I think it's like twelve people. Not even. Not even. Because when, yeah, because they came down with the the whole crew yeah. to save. Yeah, and they go down with two the whole, people that yeah. were still alive. It's it's it doesn't really make sense. It does in the sense that this shows you how we are less less progressive than the aliens because we are driven by our emotion and our like, feelings so you you agreed with that part of the script i do because that's i, I think that's annoying. what that's <laughs> what shows that we are less 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 smart and less progressive than the aliens because the aliens don't care don't care about anybody at anything well they're just they're just killing machines aren't they they're basically yeah and yeah. they want to reproduce that what they do they want to put like they want to kill you yeah. and they want to reproduce and that's what they do and we are, yeah. They jeopardize two thousand lives to save two per, two people just well, because. Not, well, not even because they they. There didn't were two. There were two. They were still alive. There were two. They were still alive when they came down. If you remember. Oh yeah. And and yeah and basically. But also, they send down a whole pl- almost like a or their whole crew for a a distress signal that's just a woman singing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's quite weird. I mean, in, in, yeah. a, in a, on a planet that was supposed to be lifeless, you see a human voice. But, yeah, and it's also the fact that they didn't. They, they, it's also the fact they didn't know they hadn't seen that planet before. Or they hadn't. It hadn't been mapped or something. Yeah, it is a bit dumb, really, because yeah. I don't think <laughs> that will ever happen. But this is. I think this is a problem with uh, a lot of for a lot of the alien movies that are coming out now. The original one was so stripped down, so simple. 
it was but, such a simple concept. It was it was actually it was pitched as Jaws in space. Yeah, but isn't like isn't the whole point of showing the weakness of human race, the curiosity, the wanting to explore, uh, the, the 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 emotions and everything. That's that's all human weakness. Yeah, well, that's, really. that's a lot of Ridley Scott though, yeah. and and I think that. I don't know. I just, I just think that it's probably a bit too. It's a bit trying to go a bit too deep for a movie that isn't really worth it. Yeah, I don't think that you go in and 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 kind of expect to have to think about it. Yeah. Because if you think about it, everything makes kind of sense. But yeah, you're gonna have to think about it. And when you go and see this kind of movie, you don't really want or do you don't really expect to think about it. Mm. Well. It's it's meant to be a kind of popcorn flick, I suppose. Yeah, just which is not much. at the end of the day, if you I think suppose, about yeah, it. Yeah, but that's, I sp- I mean, it's, that's a lot of that's kind of the prob- main problem I have with it is it it, go, it tries to go too deep and doesn't really work. And uh, I think there there are a lot of holes, there are a lot of actions that don't make sense that really don't make sense. Yeah, I think and I think actually that I, I I'm starting to like it more now that <laughs> after like a week because I'm trying to like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm thinking about it and I'm trying to find reasons why things were done mm. in that certain way. But it's true that when you watch it and you expect an alien movie and a sci-fi or whatever, you're there like okay, that didn't make sense or mm. that was just the old crap, you know. <laughs> And then you think about it kind of a week later and you say, like, why was it like that? And then you start kind of thinking, oh, okay. So it's, prob- it's basically saying that... It's basically saying what the what David is saying. Yeah. No, the other yeah, one. It is David. The, yeah. David's saying that humans don't really uh, deserve to reproduce anymore yeah because they're not smart enough and not strong enough and they're just an old civilization that just doesn't deserve to keep on living and keep on just you know destroying all the planets we're just destroying it i suppose you're right i think i think this would be an interesting conversation for you and ridley scott to have yes i'm (laughs) waiting for you for him to call me about it so so now i'll go on to the second question which is uh, what stood out for you um well the acting was really good. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. And it was a pretty movie. Like, mm. it was beautifully shot. Um, it's true that at, at first, I didn't really get everything in the sense that I wasn't expecting again to, to, to have to think about it. So I was kind of like, okay, it's a sci fi movie. I go in there and I kind of, I'm going to, I'm expected to be shocked, scared, disgusted a bit, but not to kind of have a message out of it. Yeah. Get a message out. So now I kind of like understanding the the message that I'm thinking he wanted to give us. He probably didn't. I don't know, but if, no, if, I'm pretty sure that he did. You know, it's if, the if, kind of thing that Ridley Scott likes to do. I mean, if that's the message, I, I get it, and and yeah, I mean, I don't like it because you know <laughs> I wouldn't like, but it is kind of true. I mean, we did it before with other population and we animals so at some point if this happened to us it wouldn't be a shock you know well i think i think you i think you're right that 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 wasn't something that really stood out for me i think i think the visuals or or the the visuals of the of the film is what really stood out um because ridley scott can do this in his sleep 
he can make really, really beautiful films. So we'd seen we'd seen The Martian together before, yeah. and that's and you can tell that it's the same person that's mm. made the, made both films, and you can tell that it's the same. It's the creator of the original Alien that's made this. This the guy that made Blade Runner. It's just his films have a certain aesthetic that are really incredible to watch and just look at. And um, a lot of I think one of the main reasons why Alien, the original Alien, kind of one of my favorite films is because of the way it looked so that the original the the original artwork by hr giger and the way the way he constructed the xenomorph it's unlike anything you can really think of in in, in a movie really how did someone come up with that concept of that and, and, and that design it's so iconic and it's here again and it's cgi originally it was a man in a suit and there's actually um, i think I think I'm, I'm right. I believe I'm right in saying that there's a there's a, a brief shot in the original film where you can see the guy's sneakers, that's uh, as the alien. And and one one of the biggest problems I have with the alien film, the original one, is because it's a man in a suit. There's a scene where um, there's one of the one of the crew members is in a in a vent in an air vent. You'll all, you'll watch this because I will make you watch Alien. <laughs> but there's. Um, there's a scene, a guy in, a, in, an, air, in an air vent with a, a, th- a flamethrower and he's basically trying to look for the alien and they can, they, they can see the alien's movements but they can't see, they can see where he is but he can't see the alien. Mm. Then he turns around and automatically the alien's there and he does this thing which everyone refers to as jazz hands because he just does a kind of jazz hands thing in, in his face. <laughs> That's the only problem I have with the alien film. Apart from that, it's a, it's a, a perfect movie. In my eye, in my opinion, in my honest opinion, it's not everyone's opinion. Uh, a lot of people prefer Aliens, which is James Cameron's sequel, which I personally dislike because I think it forgot everything that the original Alien movie is about. But this film here, the, all, all the xenomorphs are CGI, and I, I had a slight issue with that. I would have liked to have seen them kind of go back to the man in the suit for a couple of shots. But there is a great moment where you see you see the xenomorph get out of a. A, a, a building, let's say, to not spoil too much. Yeah. And he starts running, or it starts running. I don't know whether it's masculine or feminine. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and it's just, it's kind of the first time you've ever seen a, a, a xenomorph do something like run in the open. And it's such a, it's such a kind of quite a, an elaborate shot. But isn't this because before? And it's, there's rain and it's all wet and, yeah. and it's just, it's kind of that. It's a new. It's something new within the Alien franchise I think but isn't that bef- because this planet is actually their planet now it's like it's their planet well it was originally the creator's planet so if you'd seen Prometheus you would no, have no, understood no no I get it but I mean now it's kind of their planet well that's it's where yeah but I do, it's I'm, just I'm, them I'm, I'm worried about spoilers again so I don't really want to go into too much don't, don't explain it but yeah. at the end when they arrive it's kind of like the alien's planet yeah yeah well yeah so it kind of like we are going into the neighborhood, you know, like we should not be there. <laughs> They're the worst neighbors to have. Yeah, <laughs> bad neighbor. So Zach Efron. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! Don't start talking about that. Um, so another question: um, Did you have any problems with the film? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only the only thing is that yeah, it wasn't really nothing was unexpected. Yeah. Even if, again, I didn't see any of the, the, the previous ones and I still wasn't shocked or I wasn't even scared, which I was actually pretty surprised about. I, I thought I was going to be very scared. I really didn't want to see yeah, the movie. Yeah, you were very worried about it. Uh, 
I wasn't actually I wasn't because I knew how they looked like I kind of knew already like the main scenes because who they are in the so they're in the trailer yeah exactly yeah so uh, yeah it wasn't like it was a bit disgusting like because it's slimy and yeah. you know it's a lot of killing and eating and you know and going out of the stomach and whatever yeah. exactly like the the first one I think but yeah that's the problem I wasn't I wasn't surprised about anything mm. in that movie yeah I think my, my my main problem with the I would agree with you on that and I would also talk about Ridley Scott's obsession with creationism and where we come from and and also just desperately trying to explain the origin story of, of the of well the alien, which I really don't think is necessary because one it of, is interesting. Though. I mean, it's I know a lot of people find it interesting, but I suppose I come from kind of an area where I just I liked kind of not knowing. Yeah. I I I, I liked not knowing what what the disc jockey meant. I liked not knowing how these eggs were made. I liked not knowing how the face hugger was, you know, came about, which is the most disgusting thing ever made in cinema history. I think the thing that goes on their faces is pretty gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think um, it's getting in, it, it, that now we've they've uh, announced that they're going to be two other films. So that's four films. That's but too much. I think that's. I really do think that's too much. But Ridley Scott can make these things now forever, as long as you know, as long as he's alive, he's getting he's getting on a bit. But um, it's it's definitely a vehicle for him. And I mean, this is this is, I suppose, uh, a step up from Prometheus, which I didn't dislike, you know, as much as a lot of people did. I think it's actually quite misunderstood. But uh, I don't. I mean, m- maybe he can get better and better as as the as the series goes on. You know, here's hoping. But now, uh, <laughs> we always see this thing where I ask you to uh, rate the movie with a, with a sound. I know it's a very... A lot of people look at me when I ask them this and think, God, what am I going to do? But um, is is there a sound that you can that you, you can give as a rating to Alien yes. Covenant? I'll be like, mm. <laughs> mm. So, like, okay, gross, I didn't, ex- yeah, I didn't expect, ex- the sound means I didn't expect this to be like this, but okay. Yeah, no, I think, I, I think you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, it's, for me, it's more of a, I, I mean, I know that I do this quite a lot, but it's like, it's kind of meh. It's like, ah, a, I, wasn't, I wasn't that impressed by it and yeah. I wasn't that, I, I didn't think it was terrible and I didn't think it was great. So you're very much in the, in the, in the middle, middle yeah. of the spectrum. But if I say meh is like... Is, is, is even I like suppose it's I really didn't it's, like it, it. Yeah, yeah no but I didn't I mean Mare is supposed to mean like oh, I can't I don't really care either way mm. I, I think I'm a bit more leaning towards more positive side there, but there are I do have quite big issues with it but shall we move on to Mindhorn yes please yes. so Mindhorn I, actually I think we're going this is probably our recommended film of the week you are exactly where you need to be Hello, lovely. Hitler Gasting, Richard Thorncroft. I am a feared of no creature. Do you feel me? Yeah, it was literally incredible. No one seems to know who I am. You've matured like a fine wine. A man could get drunk on that wine. Suspected serial killer Paul Melly has escaped from hospital and is on the loose. I would only speak to Detective Mindhorn. Oh, more people are going to die. He thinks Mindhorn is a real detective. Get me Mindhorn. 
Yeah, I would say if you have to see one movie yeah. this week, we saw this those two. Yeah, and they're opposite. If you if you want to have a laugh, definitely go and see Mindhorn. Now, that was hilarious. <laughs> so let's set the scene. So Mindhorn is uh, it's about a, it's a, ha- a has been actor who used to play the title character in a in an eighties TV show called Mindhorn, and he's kind of really struggling. It's 25 years on now yeah. from Mindhorn and he hasn't done anything since, just been appeared in some really awful adverts. Yeah. And he is fat now and he has no hair. Exactly, and he's desperately clinging on to kind of the, the heyday, you know, heyday yeah. of his career. And uh, then a, a series, well, a murder on, uh, on the Isle of Man, which is where Mindhorn was set, the TV show, happens and the chief suspect, the prime suspect, uh, says he'll only talk to Mindhorn. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you have to say that he's like he's a he has psychological problems. Well, he calls himself the Kestrel and keeps on doing these bizarre noises <laughs> on the phone, and he, he makes not, we will not know. phones and stuff. But uh, so basically, uh, my, well, the the actor he's not called Mindhorn; he's called Richard Thorncroft, the actor, and he has to go back to help the police solve this murder. But he's just using this as a PR stunt. So he's using it to kind of boost his career. And basically, you know, you can kind of tell where this film's going. Yeah, that's um, funny. But it's, it's very funny. So it's written, uh, well, co-written by Julian Barrett, who plays the star. Well, the, he's the lead. Mindhorn. He was originally, I'm, I'm pretty sure most people will know him from The Mighty Boosh in England, which was a, quite a, a popular uh, TV show, comedy. And... Um, he, this, it's something that he's kind of, it's a character that he's been creating for quite a few years now. And it, it's very much like, it's, I, don't know, I don't know if you're, you've ever watched any of those, a lot of sitcoms, you're not English, Alessia, so you probably haven't. No. Uh, but there are lots of sitcoms in England which then go on to f- having films made after them, and the films tend to be really bad. So you, you think of... Um, off the top of my head I, uh, the most recent one was The Office movie so The Office Ricky Gervais made a film it was alright it wasn't great and then but you think about like the Sex and the City movies in America yeah. and it's, it's, but they it's weren't very, great yeah they were terrible but it's very this one is like a kind of it's a very good one well it's, <laughs> the thing is like it's bad but it's bad, in, it's bad in purpose yes exactly so it's literally like it's so funny everybody was laughing like super hard in the theatre there was nobody that wasn't laughing yeah which is exactly what the film wanted to do. So yeah, it's perfect. So, so before before the film, I think we thought we want to see something a bit lighthearted. Yes. And and this was exactly what we needed. Yeah. Um, it's 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 slapstick humour. It's some really dumb stuff happens. Really silly lines, <laughs> but it's also very witty, and uh, it's it's quite clever in a cer- in a certain way. It's uh, reflective of a lot of actors' careers, and um, you, you can you there's a lot of heart in this film. I think that's something that. There's a, there's a lot of heart and a lot of humour, and it's. Um, I personally thought it was it wasn't as funny as everyone else was finding it in in the cinema. I wasn't laughing as much. I was chuckling along the whole time. Yeah. But I wasn't kind of bursting out yeah, with laughter. Yeah, some people some were people, like impossible to contain. Yeah, they, they thought it was absolutely hilarious, uh, which is great, which is what you want. I mean, personally, I, f- I found it very. I found it amusing, but I wouldn't say I found it hilarious. It was the thing is that you laugh kind of like from the beginning to the end, yeah, exactly, and this yeah. is really difficult to do. You never really laugh from the beginning to the end. You yeah. have like bits, 
usually when you that you find very funny, but you don't find the whole story funny. But the thing is that the story is funny, the the situation is and it's it's funny. He's funny. Yeah, Julian like, Barrett is yeah. very funny. Yeah, and and yeah, it's and it's it's quite interesting because he's in real life he's quite a shy man and uh, he doesn't really do much press and stuff like that. But he's uh, I think this is a character that he could probably do quite a lot with and um, you know I could very easily see a Mindhorn 2 probably won't yeah. be I don't think it would be as good as the first film but I think it's something that he could work on and um, there, there's a lot of stuff in this it's absolutely ridiculous yeah but, so I'll go back to the three questions so how did it make you feel how did Mindhorn make you feel <laughs> oh my god I, I think it was I mean I wanted a, a light movie and I wanted to laugh and that yeah did exactly that so for me it was very good I mean it was it was really really so funny it made you feel and happy. it was yeah, yeah. and like you, you you know you go out of it and even if you had a bad day you kind of like uh, you you had like an hour of laugh yeah yeah now now 40 minutes I think yeah is, uh, running time so yeah it's, it's not it's not an it, not an ex- extremely long movie I know and it looks so much like Mitch Buchanan from like who um, Mitch Buchanan I don't know who that is. What do you mean? It's Baywatch. Oh, Baywatch. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the same type yeah. when he was young. And, like, yeah, I, I just... It, I, it was really funny. I think I'd agree. It made, it made me... definitely made me happy. I couldn't stop smiling throughout the whole film. So it was uh, a big thumbs up from me, Yeah. I think. And then, uh, so we'll move on to the, uh, the, second, the second question, which is probably a bit hard, a bit harder. But what stood out for you in Mindhorn? <laughs> The thing is that it kind of like everything you can it, it, it's like it's like a guilty pleasure movie, you know. Yeah. It's not a good movie, but it does the job. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah. I mean, it's I actually find really difficult to find movie movies that make me laugh so much and make me laugh like through the whole movie. Because yeah. I kind of you kind of always expect what's gonna happen and when I'm gonna when am I gonna. Su- be supposed to laugh kind yeah, of yeah. and that is like just so ridiculous and it makes you like think about all the weird series that you were watching when you were a kid just the look of it yeah you know a very 90s kind of look oh definitely it's, it's a very kind of yeah this 80s i'd say it's, 80s yeah, yeah. It's 80s look but for me i think it was the um, there's a there's a dream sequence in the film that i thought was quite hilarious where mindhorn is kind of uh, dreaming about the perf- for him the perfect interview and then you've got Kenneth Branagh in the back, who's a very famous English actor, and he's bald. And he's just claiming that Mindhorn, that that, that um, Thorncroft is the best actor of his generation. And, he, and uh, yeah. I just, I, there was something about that that scene and seeing Kenneth Branagh do something like that, who's such a well-respected actor. I, re- I saw a lot of a lot of famous names in this film as well. That I thought Steve Coogan coming back, which is that is particularly interesting because Steve Coogan is famous for I Am Alan Partridge. Yeah, but you know. Good actors needs to have a laugh as well. So. No, no, but he's a yeah. Steve Coogan is a is a comedic actor, a very good comedic actor, and he's his create Alan Partridge is one of the greatest kind of British comedy creations. Um, and actually, incidentally, I am Alan Partridge had his own film called Alpha Papa, which was fine, and I kind of felt a bit bad whilst I was watching it because I know that Steve Coogan was in this did Alpha Papa, which was okay, but not as good as Mindhorn, and uh, I. 
I suppose it's all it's all linked. It doesn't really matter in the end because he's very he's very funny in it. He kind of plays quite a straight face. And also, it's not pretentious. It's not a pretentious no, movie. No, no, you know, no, no. sometimes no. comedies are quite pretentious. They yeah. want to be something that they're not. And I think they knew the film was like kind of like just fun, you know. And yeah, it was it, it served the purpose, and that's what movies should do: serve yeah. their purpose. Did you have any problems with the film? Not really. No. 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 So. No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't point out uh, a, a, an issue. I mean, I suppose, uh, much like Alien Covenant, it's, it's very predictable. Uh, but, yeah, apart, but apart but from that, but the thing is that it's different because it has to be predictable to be kind of funny. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, how would you? Of it. How would you rate it then? But with the sound, with the sound. <laughs> I'm probably going to get rid of this uh, this segment because a lot of people don't know what to do. Yes, I would say I would laugh. I'm not yeah. going to fake laugh, but yeah. yes, it would be a laugh. It would be a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so you are going to fake laugh at the end. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would I would agree with you. I think it's uh, it, it's a ve- it's a very good movie and a, one that I would de- I'd, I'd happily recommend to anybody that isn't quite sure what to watch at the cinema this week. If you can still see it because it's been out for a bit now. But uh, I would definitely, uh, I definitely recommend catching Mindhorn. I mean, it's probably something that you might want to watch at home as well. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely so a movie that you can DVD. watch at home. Yeah, just chilled. Yeah, you don't need to. If you, if you want to, I suppose if you want to, kind of, there are lots of film, there are lots of films coming out. There's Wonder Woman coming out in June, and uh, <laughs> Baywatch, which you're quite excited yes. about, is coming out. But I, I would say that Mindhorn is. Um, I think one one that you can catch before the big the big summer blockbusters. Um, I think Alien Alien Covenant. Watch it if you're into the Alien franchise, uh, but beware you might end up being disappointed. Yeah, just go in it knowing that you're gonna see the same Alien. Yeah, you exactly. So already. <laughs> yeah. So I think that about wraps up for us on this week's uh, episode of Small Screens Film Club. I'd like to thank London Fields Radio for, uh, for letting us host the show here in this uh, glorious cafe with the, uh, the noises of people having cups of coffee and very tea. Very good coffee as well. It's, it's very good coffee. It should certainly come down. And uh, yeah, that'll about, <laughs> that's a, that, that'll about do it for this week's episode of Small Screens Film Club. Thank you yeah. and goodbye. Thank you.